Hey, just a disclosure for this episode. I may or may not have gone on a tangent and I swear every time I get ready to record, I really don't know what I'm gonna talk about. Well, sometimes I do and then I just get carried away. So I think I'd mention it a little bit later in the episode, but I think I'm going to be taking a break um, on posting regularly. I know I've definitely got way off schedule. At first I was posting like every weekend and now it's like midweek and now I'm like doing two episodes a week. Like it's all over the place. So my apologies, bear with me. I am in the middle of finishing remodeling my first floor of my house. All that being said, I am definitely in the works of getting my house ready to be fully rented out by fall. I'm speaking it into existence because I'm sick of living in this house. I hate it so much. Um, However, I'm not ready to get rid of it because the property values are rising. I'm on the hunt for a multifamily. So if you come across one off market, you know someone that's selling, please hit my line. I'm going to have to take a break on posting regularly. I do have some interviews lined up these women are just so busy and they don't love me as much as I thought they did clearly but no I'm gonna get them on and I'm trying to lock in a few more interviews with some people that I really think could help you in whatever place you might be in currently whatever season you might be going through I definitely would love to keep sharing the knowledge that I've been coming across because it's like extravagant Anyways, so thanks for listening to the episode today. I hope you get something out of me praising the Lord just a little bit. And I guess just stay posted. Follow my Instagram page, Sierra Unraveled Podcast, to see when I drop new interviews. Subscribe, give me a rating, all that good stuff so you can keep up and not miss out on the content when I do start posting regularly again. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. You are now listening to Sierra Unraveled, hosted by yours truly. I am a single mother who finally released myself from a toxic relationship with the help of God, of course, so I can pursue my wildest dreams. Tune in every week for some crazy stories, real life drama, and motivation to keep going. You got this. Welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unraveled. I wasn't planning on recording a double episode this week, but you know, I'm unpredictable and I hate following the schedule, so I'd be really all over the place, but hopefully you keep up and you're still enjoying the content. Um, I really appreciate you for always coming back and listening what I have to say. I try to stray away from all my religious talk, but it's really truly hard sometimes because it's like embedded in me these days. Well, it's trying to be anyway. I don't want to lose you as a listener and I try to keep it interesting at the very least, but my day-to-day is so heavily impacted by his calling that I would be foolish to try and ignore it. On March 31st, 2021, I stepped into a church for the first time in about a year. My last in-person physical attendance was, let's see, I think March 7th, 2020, which was the day that I got baptized. So it's been a little over a year. You gotta check out my faith episode I did in the very beginning of this whole podcast journey if you haven't yet. It's pretty moving. So anyways, literally right after I got baptized, COVID exploded. I still have never gotten to take real communion in person yet. It's been a whole year since I've been quote unquote eligible. It's something I've always wanted to do but always felt unqualified. So two years ago in the fall of 2019 when I started attending church regularly, I asked my neighbor, the same one who baptized me last year, 
what's communion for? Can I take it? I want to take it. And she simply said, it's for those who are already followers of Jesus and have decided to dedicate their lives living for him. Great, I thought. I was out of the running. Then a few short months later, I was called to that big tub so that I could become eligible. I was blessed to get baptized before COVID really took off. Seriously, God's work. Getting baptized before the lockdown happened really gave me some relief, peace, and deep release of my anxiety on whether the world was about to end or not. However, my first actual communion I took was at home in my living room with apple juice and a Ritz cracker <laughs> while I was watching the service online. Not how I originally had planned it, but you know, you gotta make do with what you got. I remember texting my neighbor how excited I was for being able to actually participate, but it just wasn't the same. I feel like every time I have ever been in a church, I always wanted to receive the bread and wine, but would just stand there like a deer in headlights because until last year, I didn't actually deserve it. I didn't even know what to do with it or what it even meant. Okay, tangent over, we're supposed to be talking about me stepping in a church for the first time in the year, I forgot already, but... <laughs> I've been watching my church service online almost every weekend since last year. I love the live stream that they host on Facebook, YouTube, the church website, and now they're even on On Demand. Trust me, they're super hip. Shout out 242. But watching online just isn't the same as going in person. Oh, how I would feel so free during our service and after, so relieved and present and grateful, blessed, insert every other word that makes you feel holy, I was all of that. So COVID really jacked me up. This weekend is Easter. I had reserved my spot to attend church for my daughter and I, plus my neighbors and another friend. I am planning to bring my whole posse this year. No shame. But then yesterday, something weird happened. I got booked last minute to drive for a funeral. My favorite. The other driver who checks in with me regularly, sends me Praise Network recordings, bless his soul, was also working with me. He asked if I would like to go inside this time for the service. I shuddered. I can't go in there. I usually cry just transporting the family and friends to and fro. Now you want me to go in and actually hear them talk about their beloved who passed? The music was thumping and it was low-key calling me to go in, but I didn't have the courage or the confidence. Oh Lord. Well, okay. I think I can do it. And with a little encouragement, there I went. I was doing well. I hadn't cried yet that day. A few times in the beginning of the service, the tears started to sting in my eye sockets and my mouth got all dry. My throat went numb. I wanted to bawl. I'm not even going to lie. Instead, I prayed. God, give me the strength to sit through this without wailing like I know this person that's passed. If you know me, you know I didn't last. Hearing the obituary and then the remarks just did it for me. It's always the children that get to my heart because after all, I am a mother first before anything. Two things stuck out to me. The first being that the pastor thanked everyone for being there today and that he had been told that everyone in the room was chosen to be there, like he had been given orders to have us present. Me taking everything to the heart and really paying attention and looking for signs from the Lord was super thrown off. I had never gone into a funeral service during work before. If I had, it was just to use the restroom, then I run right back out to the bus, but to sit there in their presence and pay full respects, this was all new to me. I was supposed to be there. Second was the daughter's name was also Sierra. Whew, that really threw me off. What are the odds? I know it's kind of a common name, but really, he, the great lord of all, got my attention all right. So then a kind woman read what one of the daughters had written about her father in the obituary. 
my eyes pooled to hear the love in her words unfold. I hoped one day my daughter would feel like that about her father. Then it began to sting my heart. Ignore it, Sierra Marie. You can do this. You're being selfish if you cry right now over this. This is not about you. This is about this family and that daughter losing someone very special and influential to her. Get yourself together and pray for that family to have strength and courage and guidance from him so they can continue to grow, prosper, and be blessed. I pulled back. I listened intentionally and redirected my focus until Sierra went to the podium and gave her remarks. She spoke so highly and so amorous of her daddy. It was beautiful. But to hear all of what she said was low-key one of the most painful things I've ever heard. And again, just like that, it's back to me. I've never experienced that kind of love from my dad. He was absent the majority of my life and now he's present, but it's like he's not really even my dad. He's just like another person to me. He hasn't taught me how to be independent, stable, financially secure, how a man should treat a woman, how to give glory to God, to treat others, provide character references, and the list goes on. It was depressing to hear what I actually have missed out on. I had never heard a daughter profess that kind of love for her father before. It's sad as all hell that everything I've learned thus far has been mostly from my mother, but even more so from a bunch of random people I've encountered in my life that are actually not even family. The family that lost their patriarch yesterday was strong, unbreakable, guided, encouraged, and well taken care of. The family I come from was not, and is not. I mean, we're close, but not like that. I don't think anyway. The man of the house was always absent. It sucks that I should have had all that sympathy in the world for that family, that daughter, the wife, but actually what was speaking to me the whole time was how broken I actually am. And it fucking sucks because all the things that have happened to me in my life were all out of my control and how I ended up right here speaking to you today. I should be the most depressed, angry, miserable person in the world, I think, but I refuse to be that. You honestly don't even know the half, and eventually I'll be able to pour it all out. I'm just not there yet. My healing journey is probably going to be the remainder of my lifetime, but I am so freaking strong and I'm so beautiful despite what I've gone through and what very sick people have done to me, but I refuse to allow my past to control my future. I have so much growth to do. I have a daughter to build a foundation for, a solid foundation, an unshakable, unbreakable foundation. With God's help, I know nothing is going to get in my way. I'm reading this book within an intimate book club with a few other women across the country that I've been very lucky and blessed to be a part of. We're reading a book called Girl for the Job by Jess Conley. The author asked us, what if I hurt people who are listening to me or following me or people who are around me or just do it wrong or sin in front of them? In her response, the author, to us, the reader, was that you will. In 2 Corinthians paragraph 12, verse 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And that's that. That's all you need to know about why I do what I do. Some days I'm preaching, other days I'm sharing my true self with my life stories about how I'm really far from perfect. I saw a man in downtown Detroit earlier this week who was smoking a blunt in one hand and a cigarette in the other, and then there was a Bible poking out of his bag. Now your first instinct would probably be to judge him. He can't be a Christian, you might say. 
but honestly, my first and only thought was, he's having a very, very bad day. I felt sorry for him, and then I said a brief prayer. Judging people is not Jesus, and everyone is going through something, including your girl over here, who makes the most out of every day, and I'm still going to mess up for sure. Then we must remember that we're never truly alone. So if you take anything away from this episode today, I just rhymed. That was sick. <laughs> Just remember that those people around you, you have a direct influence on, and you can always handle a situation differently than you might actually want to. Sometimes you might have to look for encouragement, you might have to read books, watch YouTube videos, I don't even know, listen to other podcasts on how to change your mindset, your perspective, on how to actually deal with what's going on in your life and how it might be affecting you because those things that are affecting you will definitely have a direct impact on how you affect other people around you. And that's why you could potentially hurt them or you could influence them in a positive way. And you have to be gentle with yourself. I think that it's really difficult in today's day and age where social media is so prevalent. You have to take a look at yourself before you start judging other people. And I think that like looking to a higher power, whichever religion you follow, or if you're just a very grounded and spiritual person, but you don't really follow religion, that's fine too. But do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself so you can take care of the people around you and, you know, potentially influence them and shift their focus and just you never know if tomorrow is going to be your last day or today even so you should be weary of that and again even more important if you have children your children are following you they're watching you anyways thanks for listening to me ramble i need to go to bed i'm really tired but as always stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself